Hey Throng, this is Babette. First of all, I want to thank you so much for your support and listening to this podcast. Speaking of support, since I've been supporting SK for a long time, I need your help. It's time for this guy to start making some money. And here's the plan. Whenever you're ready to shop using Amazon, go to skmorton.com and click on the Amazon button first. Then shop like you regularly would. It's not going to cost you any extra money. And a small portion of what you spend will come back to the podcast to help support the show. So again, I really appreciate you guys listening. And thank you for your support. Love you guys. The following is a production of SK Morton Creative. Places, please. Quiet down. And here we go. And roll camera. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to SK Morton Lousy San Francisco Podcast. It's the bright one. It's the right one. It's lousy. Tonight, SK welcomes Stevie Ray Vaughan. Vic Morrow, NASCAR's Davey Allison, and Patriarch Peter VII of Alexandria. And now, American by birth, rebel by marriage, S.K. Martin. Yeah, I like it. That was good. I like it. There was feeling there. There was emotion. You really were the announcer. Rebel by marriage. Yeah. No, that was good. Well, I mean, in that case. I did feel like. You wear many hats. now. You know, not like the inner world, not that kind, uh-huh. but I, I did feel like the, and now, you know what I mean? Like that weird kind of, the excitement, yeah, the, dirty. the anticipation. Well, that's what we're going for. Filthy. Yeah. Filthy, un- dirty. Unclean, I think is okay. the word. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Thank you for that introduction. You're welcome, sir. Let me say greetings to the adoring throng. Welcome to the lousy podcast and another night in the bomb shelter. It is not Hi, night. No. It's it is daytime mm-hmm. on Saturday. I don't know why we're here. Yeah. Well, you know why that what that means? Uh, you're paying me overtime? Exactly. And, of course, we were going to have the senior member of the team, the sound engineer of Utmost Out of Quichelands. Squeege? Squeege. Squeezy was going this to be here. This is like fourth week in a row. Yeah, but here's the thing. He was oh. scheduled to be here later in the day. We've moved it up. Okay. And he couldn't get here. Okay. Is so he, we're going to... He... This is a pass. We'll give him a pass on this one. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. But we do have our regular full-time permanent co-host and resident chanteur, Mr. Peter Feliciano. Hello, everybody. Good to see you today. Hello, SK. Hello. Good to see you. This is um, formal. This is a little formal. Yeah, it feels like NPR. Yeah, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You've got and you, and you got the mug. You got up your house. You make a comment. You reach for the mug. You put it down. I'm just trying to get more coffee into my system right. so I'm more awake. Okay. Because I don't feel like because it's right noon now. on Saturday. <laughs> What are we? I'm again. I'm a professional. Yeah. If nothing else, which okay. I'm not really else. All right. Well, do you have anything uh, to start us off? Anything that you ha- of interest you would like to uh, get off your chest? Well, I want to talk about Sparkies. Actually, I want to know. I want to know what's happening. Okay. Well, then you know what that's going to call for is a little bit of transition. We'll go right to updates. Let's do it. <laughs> Dig this formal thing. Mm-hmm. You it know, does feel getting nice. right down to it. With... I bet the throng is probably sitting there with like a newspaper and a pipe, and they're sitting there with like like snoozles or or not snoozles. Um, no, but uh, slippers. There we go with slippers. <laughs> you mistook slippers for snoozles. <laughs> All right, let me write this down. This is going to be on the merch page. We're going to have SK snoozles. 
and they're just going to be little slippers, boys and girls. Slippers um, for snoozles. All so right. they're they're using they're using they're using their their pipe in there, and they're they're listening intently to the radio. That, that is we're coming our demographic. <laughs> yeah. So you brought up Sparky's. Yes. Now Sparky's is a Castro staple, I guess you would say. Yeah, it's been there. For, I mean, I've only been living in the city for a few years, but it's yeah. it's been uh, the whole time you were there. It's been the whole time I was there. Yeah, I really liked it. Mostly for a few reasons. I really liked Sparky's because it was a nice diner that you could go in, and it was late night, you know what I mean? Right, but right. It, but at the same time, it was also, like, they didn't have to they didn't have to cheapen it up with, like, Denny's type of food or IHOP type of food or that sort of, you know, whatever. Like, they had diner stuff, yeah. but they still had some some weird salads that you knew, okay, I'm in San Francisco. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, oh, there's, like, yeah. goat cheese on this. You know, oh, okay, yeah. this is, you know... Um, but it also, you know, they would also play E40, and they would play, you know, weird stuff on the on the on the radio rather than just regular diner stuff. So yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. Know? But well, know, what happened? Well, this is under the update, what? the title of business closure update. Uh oh. Yeah, they are no longer operating. They're no, no longer with us. Yeah, and now you have a uh, point of view about businesses closing in San Francisco. Sure. But in this case, well, I mean, usually it's a little bit red, a little pink. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Normally it's like, oh, they kicked poor Greasy Spoon exactly. out. Exactly. But that is not what happened here no. with Sparky's. No. no. Apparently in fact, they... He, because oh. the owner was Roberto Barbosa. Roberto Barbosa. Roberto Barbosa. He's too many bees in his There's name. There's a lot right? of bees. He's behind in his rent. So instead of making a deal, apparently he wasn't communicating with the building owner. Instead, he just closed up, got rid of, you know, took everything out of there, and just closed the whole thing down. I guess it was about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Hmm. People walked up Sparky's, and it's just blacked out. And this last week, there was a sign that went put up by the owner, and they explained the whole thing. He's behind in his rent. We haven't talked to him. We don't know if he's planning on paying rent. And uh, he had 14 days. As of, I'm trying to remember the day it was. Let's see. I actually have a picture of the notice. Ooh, I want to see this. It is notice of belief of abandonment. That's apparently a legal thing. Unless That's they just awesome. made it up. I mean, there's no like letterhead or anything, so <laughs> maybe no, maybe this guy's of, making it that up. Doesn't, yeah, that doesn't look like letterhead. That looks like Windows. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It says, this notice is given pursuant to section 1951.3 of the Civil Code. Pursuant. So maybe maybe that is a, a real thing, notice of belief of abandonment. I, I would say so. I guess any landlord could do that. They could say, you know what, I want that place, and type up, I believe you've abandoned it, even if you're living there and having a party at the time. There's got to be some sort of recourse yeah. for, for a landlord to be like, hey, what? No, yeah. you, what? I guess if you don't respond in 14 days, they can take the thing back over. How many months was he late on that? Only one. Actually, it wasn't even the full. He just hasn't paid for uh, this year, January. Okay. That's what I'm saying. And he did, did he, did he, is there any news on, did he tell any of the employees? Because, I mean, that, that really, I mean, there's at least, got to be at least 25, 30, 35 yeah. people there's working no, there. There's no, no information on that. No one, that's the point. It's kind of mysterious. Well, I wish I had, we had like a theremin music thing to play over that whenever we. Like I, we don't need anybody else but you. No. Oh. So anyway, That's what let's see. Said. It goes on. The premises will be deemed abandoned within the meaning of section 1951.2. Wait, what? The meaning of pursuant or no? The, the meaning of what's in the section of the civil code. Of the pursuant to the meaning. And their lease will terminate on March 7th, 2016. What? Unless. I, 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 that's so, what, what do you mean unless? Was he going to move everything back and say, <laughs> oh, just kidding. Before such date, the undersigned receives at the address indicated below 
a written notice from you stating both of the following. Your intent, intent not to b abandon and an address at which you may be served. So he doesn't even have to pay rent. All he has to do is say, no, uh, I haven't abandoned it. So that means, I, I think there's something beyond this. Roberto Barbosa's got something going on here. And I think it's drug-related. Okay. Either selling or using. no one listens to this because otherwise that might be liable. Oh, no, this is, this, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you said I, S.K. Morton, the legally undersigned, pursuant to legal section 473 of mm -hmm. the penal code, he said penal. Saw dude take drugs. That's I did what you not, said. Okay, you're right. I did say that. I have to say I'd like that. to apologize. I've let my family down. I've let Pete down. You did. I've let the throng down. And I if I were a professional athlete, most importantly, I've let myself down. So, yeah, I apologize for that. And Nike forgives you. Thank you. <laughs> now, <laughs> this, I don't have any information on this. This okay. is just some back. Have you seen there's a guy? Who, oh, boy, I wish I could remember his name. It's John Sutter? No, that's the guy who's where gold was discovered to start the gold rush. John <laughs> Pinkin? Somebody is missing. He's an old guy. Okay. And he owes investors. Roberto Barbosa. That's, I'm saying this might be connected. Wow. He owes millions of dollars. And he went for a walk and disappeared out at Land's End recently. Weird. Does this, does this ring a bell at all? Not at all. Okay. John Beck. <laughs> Uh, what, really? John Beck? Yes. All right. How old is he? Uh, let's see. I'm going to We're just right making now. light of this man's family's <laughs> tragedy. But that's what I'm saying. I think they're in on it. The family? And this is, yes, this How is why. How do you even know the family? Okay, first you're telling, you're legally saying Barbosa did drugs. And now you're saying <laughs> Beck's whole family, even little Roger. Now, I know. That's what I'm saying. This is very edgy tonight, this okay. week. The reason why is because I was watching the news about this and. The family member who came on talking to the news about this guy disappearing and Had things, shifty eyes. She was crying the way... Remember how Scott Peterson was crying when they were interviewing his wife had, was was missing? And I don't really remember the interview. Talk like this. But there's never any tears coming out of your face. Right. It's just... You have the... You have the lag, the laxative lag look, and uh, and you and you you talk at the top of your throat. And, uh, What's the laxative was, lag look? That's the way Scott Peterson looked. When I've taken laxatives, Lacey. Okay. I've never had like a lag. <laughs> okay. No. So here's what I found the article. Okay. I found the thing. Family of missing Alameda man says he's not hiding out. Aha. See, I wasn't the only person to says think this. He's not hiding out. I wasn't the only person to think this. There's clues are coming up on people's Instagram of this this shadowy figure walking away uh, at, on Land's End. And they keep finding, oh, what, we're, what they're searching for is everyone's phones who may have been at Land's End that day. And they're looking for pictures of this guy. And I can tell by the way he's walked. There was a video. And she's going, I could tell by the way he walked that it was him. We're asking if anyone has a drone. And they've been searching uh, from from Baker Beach up around to Seal Rock. Mm -hmm. and, and they've been searching for this guy because he's gone missing. Now, mm -hmm. here's the point. Okay. The family of John Nelson Beck of Alameda went missing in Oakland, posted flyers along the coast, and a video on Facebook trying oh, to locate the 73-year-old man. No, he's from Oakland. Oh, okay. He had come here, and this is the point, he had come here to see his attorney. Now, oh, why no. did he have to see his attorney? This is what I'm going to try to read so I can remember, because I don't remember exactly. His daughter says he was supposed to see his attorney last week. Instead, a Google search for public That's transportation coming. to Land's End in San Francisco. He did a Google search for transportation to Land's End. 
For years, Bex... Oh, that's right. That's what it is. He's an infomercial guy. For years, Bex infomercials pushing John Beck's free and clear real estate system were a staple of late night TV. He has been ordered to pay $113 million. And all the pictures the family shows of him, he's... Oh, hey, I'm a sweet guy. Oh, yeah. He's he's a snake oil salesman, is what he is. You're going to get rich in real estate, which is preying on people who are desperate. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's this John Beck guy, and the family was out there, and they they did the Scott Mm -hmm. Peterson cry Mm -hmm. thing. And clearly, he's been ordered to pay $113 million, and he disappeared, and they don't know where he is. Yeah, that sounds fishy. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure he's got a, if they could get him declared dead, then he's got an insurance policy and the whole thing. So this is my theory. I think somehow he's connected to Robert Bar- Roberto I Barbosa. I don't think so. Absolutely. That is where he's living. At Sparky's? At Sparky's. No one's in there. No one's Perfect. going in there. We got it all figured out. We're on to you, John. The, the <laughs> you know what? That's a good title. Edward. We're on to you, John. Community property. We figured that one out. But in the good news of yes. business clothing, up clothing, business clothing, business clothing, <laughs> casual, of business closing uh, uh, Fridays. You should come out with some sort of a, like, that would be a great, like, instead of, okay, this week, instead of our normal sponsors, we're going to have, a, we're sponsored by my clothing line. I'm going to tell you all about gi- giant, tall. Um, well, that was another redheaded idea. men. You know my idea for a business that can't fail. That's a clue. A restaurant the way, throng. If you want to find, it. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. What? Um, I have an idea for a, a, a can't fail restaurant business. What's that? It sells only. It's, it's called Ruby's Dips over in Oakland. It's already there. It's called Dips. It sells only donuts, ice cream, and pizza. Twenty four hours. Yep. Open twenty four hours. Okay. We put Bob's out out of business with that one. We put right next to that that place that's where the Christian Science place is on Polk. We get and and there's like a furniture place that Christian are sharing Science. that. It's like I think it's it's on Polk between uh, Washington and Clay. Going Maybe it's Sacramento and past Clay. Past Bob's, past Bob's. Yeah, going going south on Bob, going south on Polk. Anyway, that's where we have it. Okay. And uh, but then I had an idea. So it's the a other large day. place. Yes, but here's the problem. I okay. thought. The other day I was walking by Swenson's, or not Swenson's, I was walking by uh, Ghirardelli down on Market. Uh-huh. It's in the corner of the Palace Hotel. Sure, sure, sure. And I see a, a picture for a Sunday, a chocolate, you know, hot fudge Sunday, and I thought, it looks really good, but it's not big enough. Mm-hmm. So then I thought, dips, and then there'll be boutique stores, dips big and tall. <laughs> <laughs> Servings for the large man. No, here's yes. the Because small is. people don't even get it, man. They really don't. They and don't. it makes me upset that these people are like, what is it? I was, I was, actually, Lizzie, she was, she was, she's always number one. She's always saying, like, oh, that's too sweet. What? What? Like, that, Those number two one, that doesn't don't exist. Belong next and number to each two, other. like, no, I don't want salt on my, on my rice. What? Like, no, I want to, like, get it. Like, why wouldn't you do it right if you're going to eat? Why wouldn't you do it right? Exactly. You know? Oh, well, yeah, let's all go out to Chinese. I'll have the beef and broccoli. No, you don't. Why well, would no, you have that's, the beef that's and broccoli? Well, no, that's a good side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean they Take out all the green stuff. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Actually, beef juice on broccoli is pretty good. I don't know. It makes, I'm not feeling the broth. Here's the beauty of most vegetables don't have a flavor anyway. <laughs> so whatever you put on it, it's going to take that flavor. Yeah, but I'd rather eat the meat itself. Yeah, but there's more calories. In the oh, meat that's what I'm saying. The, there's none that's in the broccoli. That's what I'm saying. Why would you go to Chinese if you're not like wanting to eat Chinese food? That's a good point. See, I win again. Okay. 
What were we talking about? <laughs> Clothing. We were talking about. Actually, no. Oh, no, no. It I was... want to go back to this. Why are you calling it dips? What is this? Donuts, ice cream, pizza. DIP. Well, that's the name. It's dips. <laughs> okay. Here's the other thing, too. SK Morton's dips. <laughs> Here's the other thing, too. Oh, I like. No, I do like that. See? SK Morton's dips. But SK Morton need to be small. You know, dips big. Fool. SK Morton could never be small. It's the restaurants that are small. Well, here's the other thing. Well, I th- why do I keep messing with that? Um, <laughs> it's what you do. SK, it's SK Morton's dips, and and everybody will call it like all the hipsters go. Let's go to SK's. You know, what I mean? let's go to SK's. <laughs> oh, oh. What? No, 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 no. The biggest sign in that place is we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone for any reason. This means you, hipster, or or techie. But or, see, or all those people. Nerd. Hate those hate themselves. They don't think it ex- actually exists. We've had that discussion before, but here's the thing: you weren't here for last week's mm-hmm. episode where you had a real live hipster. Here? No, it was just me. It was it was a disaster. What did you do? <laughs> I soiled myself. No, um, I was discussing weather, and somehow I got on the subject. Discuss something with one person. There. I was talking about weather, and somehow got onto the subject of hipsters. Okay, and went off on what I thought would be a Someone brilliant tirade. <laughs> And it wasn't. So what I'm trying to do is define for the throng what we mean when we say hipster. Hipster is really a catch-all name, a okay. catch-all thing. Right. And then we well, divide that Well, this is being heard up. worldwide. Techie, so we can now, right now, yes. set the bar for what a hipster is, a definition, and a hipster, think, and, a, and a techie. Honestly, I think I want to sit down and, and work on it. I may even do a blog first before okay. we actually before we actually get it set in stone. Nice. I have this really nice ergonomically correct, organically made keyboard that you could type that off on. Now, is it Farm Fresh? Listen. Is it a free-range keyboard? It is a free-range keyboard. Right. It was fed with grass. Okay. Grass. Okay, that's right. Grass fed. So. Okay. Um, okay, here's the other thing, too. Um, have the only designs that you want. Here's the problem, though, because I like this I like this thing that we're going off on real quick. Um, <laughs> don't use music that you're supposed to use. Do you ever go into Kohl's and you go into um, Sears and you go into all these they other restaurants? The Muzak they, going? they have Muzak But not Muzak. They have music as Muzak. In other words, they've they've converted pop songs into Muzak. Is that what you're saying? No. It's it's the pop song, but it is pop songs written for, the, you know, someone, Taylor Swift will write a song, or not literally Taylor Swift, but someone, someone in pop music will write a song and just sell it to a company oh, really? that farms it out to Coles, Sears, blah 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 blah. You know, and it's packaged usually probably under like, here's what will make people uh, eat at Cheesecake Factory. Here's what will make people feel at home at Chili's. Here's what will make people shop at Coles. Here's a this is like a urban oh urban mom type of song mix that you can now put this on at Coles so that urban moms feel like oh I'm an urban mom I'm gonna buy urban mom <laughs> stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's it's it's, it's all creepy. So. Um, and I, Have you thought about getting into this business? No, because it's d- evil. It's <laughs> evil. You got to eat, man. <laughs> and if you're going to eat, go to S.K. Morton's Dips. Ah, very nice. 1167 Polk Street. We're open 24 hours. And that's the other thing, too. So you listen to music that you want to. I, I will say a real quick. Uh, I did have uh, this funny. You ever heard that song or that phrase? You know, I'm sure you have. Um, kids should be, children should be seen and not heard. Yes. Music should be heard and not heard is usually what happens at, at bars. I was playing at a, at a bar the other day because, you know, I'm making money or whatever. And I just realized, like, 
like they want music there, but they don't want music there. Right. You know they don't want to be they, in, in, in. They in, want it to be heard, but they don't want it to be heard, which is fine or whatever. But you know, it's just just an interesting. I thought myself a poet real quick. So anyway, I'll shut up. And now, what do you think? I don't want to put this to to. to <laughs> have you ever listened to yourself? Uh, I'm sure you probably listened to yourself last. Did you listen to last week's episode where you by yourself? Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. I'm I'm it's not gonna awful when I listen to myself <laughs> go like go off on the tangent I just went yeah. off on. I'm like you arrogant jerk. Exactly. Like, you know, you That's what I was saying last week. You are an arrogant jerk. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I was going to talk about that. I'm not going to talk about that. Because okay. cuz it's going to be there. It's going to be sitting there. I'm posting it. Mm-hmm. And then you're posting what, what people want the last week's episode. It's actually okay. getting posted tonight. Okay. Uh or no, tomorrow. And we'll see. We'll see. I don't think it's very good at all. Okay. Be sure to listen to episode thirty-two. It's crap. Or thirty-one. It's crap. But um, uh, thirty-one. It's crap. Well, I just put the thirty-one. I'll put it in there. So I'm thinking about the editing right now because I, I I slurred over it. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, maybe. What did you say? I just forget the whole thing and go back to the one last thing about the. Oh. the this started ten minutes ago with an update on business closings. Number one, that's how we always do it. And number two, that's what <laughs> that's what people want to listen to. They don't exactly. care about like, well, ladies and gentlemen. And now, okay, I'll cut that out for you. You'll sound good. Sounds good. All right. So Joe's of Westlake, which had closed and had promised that they would reopen again someday in the future, it's going to happen. Okay. Joe's of Westlake is returning on on anytime. What? What? It says Joe's of Westlake returns. Oh, maybe it's already open. Okay. It looks like it's already opened. So it's been reopened. We're going to say it opened on February 14th. So, yeah, we'll put applause in there, and that'll be great. And Valentine's Day. So uh, Westlake Joe's is actually in Daly City, okay. not, not San Francisco, but... It's like a staple. You you guys used to go there when you were That was kid. it. That, that was... What is it? It's, uh, it's just an Italian Diner? restaurant. Oh, okay. Um, but it, would, it didn't change. It closed down last year. And up from the time, I mean, my first time going there was probably like 1972. Mm-hmm. And it had that leather booths. Nice. And the, uh, you can hear, you know, Tony Bennett and Vic Damone singing in the background. It had right, a little right. piano lounge. Right, right. And it's just the way it was from 1972 to, to 2015. The exact same restaurant, exact same people, exact same music. So what, why did and it, it close? And it has this aura. And why did it reopen? They're saying they're, it's going to keep the same atmosphere. Uh, but they wanted to update everything, so you know what? I may go and uh, you know what would be we'll give awesome. It, we'll, give, we'll tell everyone how it turned out. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, hmm. maybe we'll do a remote. I'll get a hold of Westlake Joe's and see if they'll let us do a remote. I would love to. Okay, maybe, we, and we can get you down in the in the lounge, and you can do a do a set while you're at it. I'm out of time. Okay. So anyway, that was that's good news. Um, yeah, I'm, we're gonna try that. I'm gonna make a note on that one too. Remote. Westlake. Do they have salad? They do. Good Caesar okay. salad. Big go- I used to get the big chef right salad now. because they have really good blue cheese dressing. Ooh. You a blue cheese guy? Very much a blue cheese you guy. You know, the only thing blue cheese isn't good with is tuna. Other than that, oh, it goes... Yeah. Yeah, I, oh, my God. <laughs> I only know that because I lost a bet. Okay. So. <laughs> Where'd you lose him? Uh, let's see. Hey, you know what today is? No. Today's Chinese New Year. Okay, so doesn't this feel like it's been because weeks ago? Yeah, because of being friends with, uh, because of being friends with, 
or you know going over to China to see Lizzie, yeah, and being friends with <laughs> because of because there's good this person that I kiss a lot, Lizzie. yeah. Um, so because of being going over to China, I have a friends who are on like social media friends with me, yeah, um, because of going over there, and they had Chinese New Year weeks ago. Well, that's the thing. There's a pre- There's a whole step step uh, set up to it. Okay, and I'm trying to remember how that works now. Let's see. I did not. Do a whole lot of research we went from on that. Italian I'm trying, over to Chinese. I'm trying to remember how it works because in the end of January they start and they have per, they have a parade. There's you know the lion dance and the whole thing. Okay. Then last week they had the big um, is it tulips, lilies, orchids? It's some sort of big flower oh, thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then every year because I you know I take tours through take mm-hmm. the tours through mm-hmm. Chinatown and I've got to account for all this stuff. But I think the actual it, it's one of these two things. Either today is the actual Chinese New Year, or today is the day it's being celebrated, and the earlier one was the Chinese New Year. I can't remember, but I know it officially it's, kicks it, off now. Right. It's possible that they would just wait to celebrate it until Saturday, you know. Yeah. But I remember being caught in that. First year I lived in San Francisco. Yeah. Being caught in that and just being like, what is, why is, why is this, this literally, this entire block is is closed off, and I found myself in the middle of this square that I couldn't, like, you couldn't cross out of, okay, you know where Union Square is? Absolutely. There was, they had Geary blocked off. Yes. They had Powell, you could, like, walk through, but it was closed off on, what's that street at the end of the Broadway Tunnel? Uh, Not Broadway Tunnel, Stockton sorry, Tunnel? Stockton Tunnel. Pine. Pine. So they had they had Pine closed off and Geary closed off. So it was like I was, like, locked in this little square. Yeah. It's like I couldn't get in or out. It's exactly that way as we speak. Why? And at 3 o'clock today, everything shuts down. What? And I'll tell you why. Because this year is not just the year of the monkey. What What kind of year is it? It is the Southwest Airlines Ch- Chinese New Year of the monkey. Is it also the... Apparently a whole year has been sponsored by Southwest Airlines. How do you... Okay. What do you... T- all right. Exp- elaborate. Well, I'm just saying that... that it isn't, you know, Chinatown, this is the, since 18, I think it was, let's see, I think I have it written down here. It was like 1894, 64 was the first Chinese New Year parade in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And it's been get, getting bigger and bigger. It's now the largest celebration of Chinese New Year outside of China. Nice. And it isn't contained to just Chinatown. The parade actually starts on Market Street, mm-hmm. like where the World Series parade started. But we'll come up into and we'll surround Union Square. It surrounds yeah, I think Union it comes Square. Up Pine, doesn't it? Uh, well, it's actually going to come. I, I think I had a map. I might have gotten rid of the map. Okay. So yeah, the whole thing's closed off for the Southwest Airlines Year of the Monkey Parade. Okay. And I was there last night at Union Square, and KTVU has a big. They've you can't get into Union Square because they've got the whole. They got trucks and a big stage and everything set up, and they're going to be uh, blabbering on about what, what a, they think. Right. What they think is happening with that lion, that lion dance deal. <laughs> right. Yeah. What are they trying to do? You, you can't really report anything. Yeah. It's not like with the Macy's Day Parade. Exactly. Like, Here's a big float. Yeah. It's just like, okay, well, this is a group of fl- flautists yes. from this high school. Flautists, yes. <laughs> Southwest is the worst choice for that. Southwest is, you can't get a worse airline choice for that. How about Eastern Chinese or uh, Western, or any, uh, any, anybody that goes to China would be great. Southwest, you can't go to China on Southwest. Uh, You're right. Oh, by the way, bleacher seats are $30. Anyone who hears this is not going to be, it's going to be true. Plus it's over. So where does that go to? 
the drag the dragon's going to be 268 feet long this year. That's the length of a football field. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's a butt long dragon. Uh, let's see. So to go around Union Square, north on Kearney, where it ends at Jackson. Right. Well, they're going to go through Kearney. Okay. Named after Dennis Kearney, the famous anti-Chinese activist. Really? Yeah, yeah. He started the uh, California's labor or uh, California Worker Party, and its number one, its biggest plank in the platform was anti-Chinese legislation. Wow, <laughs> that's intense. I like that. So, I mean, I'm not saying that's good. I'm just saying no, the I, irony. I like that. I like you know, yeah, I like yeah. that they're having it there. That's yeah. Cool. So anyway, um, yeah, there's some more about that. They have and insider I do, tips. And I do love a good, you know, inconvenience in yeah. my route. <laughs> I really you do know, love a good uh, blockage to the way I live uh, because I live in San Francisco. I was actually thinking about it last night because Union Square has essentially been closed down since uh, November when they opened the skating rink. It's been one thing. After after they closed the skating rink, it went right into Super Bowl City and mm-hmm. then now into the Chinese New Year. And I've been thinking, I complain about it, but it's kind of like Disneyland. You know, yes. they're always setting up for the next parade, the next thing. It's San Francisco is an amusement park. I always tell it to people. It is. I can and, hear that. And a lot of tourists treat it that way because they walk right down the middle of the streets taking pictures. Well, that's the thing is that, okay, <laughs> I think that they're probably going to do that with Union Square, what they did with Times Square, where like there's like no cars anymore. Right, yeah. It's just all Well, they already cut off foot traffic. Um, south of uh, Geary. Right, on Powell. Yeah, you can't. There's no, no more cars just, anymore, yeah. It's just, um, yeah. But, uh, hmm. Yeah, give it some thought. Okay. Noodle that one through. I will noodle it. In the meantime, I'm going to give you some insider tips. I will tips noodle it like for Chinese New like Year. the like the dragon Ooh. noodles through Union Square. I did want to say one thing. I did find interesting, and I don't know why. If it's What's just that? if it's somehow racist on my Probably part, or anti-Semitic, is. or just funny. Anti-Semitic. Well, the thing is, <laughs> for the love of God, these are the tips on how to enjoy Chinese New Year. This was a little list. Jews? I can't remember what where it came it? from. No, it said uh, the Contemporary Jewish Museum is celebrating Chinese New Year with Beyond the Bubble. It's a storytelling event in the Mission at the Elbow Room by Lisa and Abe Fetterman and Karen Leibowitz and Gabby Moskowitz with crafts, DJs, red envelopes, Chinese dragon, and more. I don't. I don't understand bubble against the. What's the theme? Jews for Jade. <laughs> uh, Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Jews for Jade. <laughs> and. Uh, there's also going to be um, a lot of walking tours in Chinatown they're pushing for. And they've, there's a list. I can't remember where this came from, where this list came from, but it's got several. It's got the WalkWiz. It's got some of my other competitors. I'm not on here. Why? You know why? I'll tell you why. Fear. You tell them. Fear. They know my tours are the best. They know it. They can't compete with the with the information right. they can't compete with the entertainment value right. they can't compete with the made up stories right or they the hilarity the hilarity they can't compete with the uh, physical abuse right they, it just, they just can't keep the up in any way and the sheer size and power of your exactly. hair <laughs> yeah no they're all they like, can't you know compete with my striking view that <laughs> <laughs> And my chiseled features yeah you know what they're just they're afraid. afraid that's of all your chiseled it is. features yeah okay <laughs> One last story before we get to what we said we were going to get to, which we didn't tell anyone we were going to get to, but here we go. Okay. There's been a lawsuit filed by a group. Let's see. A group has filed a lawsuit against San Francisco's Park and Rec. Mm -hmm. Do you have any idea why? 
This is what kills me. This is typical San Francisco crap. This, uh, actually, it's something. It's something that's going to annoy me. Yes, and I can already tell. What we're calling this update is potty break. Okay, Ooh. whenever we're talking about potty and potty stuff, but it was. I was thinking of calling it a political potty, because it tends I to be like tends to be political in nature. Whenever we're talking about potty stuff, it, with the exception of the proper public restroom etiquette, which I plan to put a pamphlet out on. Nice, but um, I think we have, should have a strike team. Who goes in and finds people who, you know, went on the seat and, and beat them. I've been saying that for years. I would love to see a video that, of, I would, honestly, I would love to see a movie where the strike team just does little things like that. Hi, did you not lift up the seat? And just, you know, quicker, you know, yeah. just little things. Anyway, Dips will have bathroom attendants awesome. and they will be armed. To hand out mints and justice. Oh, I- <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. <sighs> okay. Anyway, the point is, you know, the open air urinal in <laughs> Dolores what? Park. You haven't heard about it? What? That was part of their new the remodel. It's finally open now. I had talked about it a couple weeks ago that they had, had to postpone the grand opening was going to have. They were going to have, you know, not swizzle Streamers. sticks. Yeah, it was going to be at night. It was going to be all glow in the darky, and you okay. know, uh, they had to postpone it because they heard there was going to be rain. So anyway, so- they finally reopened it, and it's got a, essentially what it has is a concrete slab with a hole in it that goes directly to the sewer, and people pee in it. Okay, hang on. Um, yeah, yeah. So do you, is there like stalls? No, it's just an open air thing. But, but first of all, for guys, no woman is going to use this. No, no. And for guys, pretty much everything is an open air urinal. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it depends on how much privacy you want. Right. They have a screen up that goes, ha- it's a half circle screen. It's maybe three feet tall and it starts at about the knees. Maybe a little bit below the knees and comes to about the shoulders. It's a strike zone is really what it okay. is. And then you're supposed to sit there and uh, and leak into this hole. The thing is, it's right next to the end. That's The weird. train goes right by it. So you can look right down on the guy and do it. Of course, here's the thing. Why they're worrying about that at all anyway, they're peeing all over the city. The whole right. city's getting peed on. Sure. And, and they've made a special little, and it's concrete, so you know it's going to splash. And it's just it's just it's a giant mess. Yeah, I think I'm I think I have weird feelings on both sides of that because I think I think yeah it is kind of gross that people pee everywhere or whatever. So you should have something. But I also think uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel weird about it, but I'm not sure what I feel. <laughs> I'm very ambiguous about the pee hole. <laughs> now, if you had your, you should have your guitar with you because that could be a song. <laughs> ambiguous about the pee hole. What would I that think, be like? I think uh, a harmonica. Would that be like country western jazz fusion? Uh, We've done a good thing today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whenever, anyway, you know how much it costs. You know how much it costs to build this hole in a concrete slab. Ooh, I can't wait. Fifteen thousand nice. dollars. I would have done it for fourteen nine. Right. Here's my question: <sighs> Who's suing for what? Okay, so it's this. Let's see. Who is suing? Demanding an open air urinal at Dolores Park be removed. An outdoor toilet now sits in San Francisco's Dolores Park as a part of recent renovations. That is the question. Blah, blah, blah. Words have meaning, says Kevin Snyder. We're at this urinal. It is a blah. Wait, what? Uh, okay. Snyder. Okay, he's. Okay, what? You it's, can't say blah, blah, blah. Well, Words have meaning. <laughs> he didn't catch any of the irony that, on what you just That's irony did. there. That is true irony. That is. Words have meaning, blah, blah, blah. There's our title. Blah, blah, blah. Words have meaning. <laughs> The guy who's leading this and the guy who was talking about everything, his name is Kevin Snyder. Mm-hmm. He's an attorney with the Pacific Justice Institute. 
Now, why do they say they so? They say it violates privacy, discriminates against women, and is a public health, ha- discriminates health hazard. Discriminates against women? Yes. I like that. Yeah. What, do I they, don't think there's do any women choose? protesting to have an open-air urinal. No. So, well, okay, so here's what I'm saying. Do they have bathrooms there? Yeah, of course. Okay, so then why don't why doesn't everybody use that, number one? And number two, how could it discriminate ah, against... Number one and number two. Um, how could it discriminate against women if, if they can just go to the bathroom? To the real one. For that matter, anything that a woman doesn't do would be discriminating against a woman under that definition. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Wouldn't parallel parking is discrimination against women, actually, if you think about it. So, <laughs> we're getting racist, sexist, <laughs> Jews for Jade. Okay. Uh, no, but that's what, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Because here's the thing you have to think about if you're a woman activist, do you want to? No, not one of you. Okay, well then, it doesn't. It's not discrimination necessarily. That is the decided to pick the minutia apart. Which, by the way, that's the next thing is open air minutia hole. I the only reason I brought it up is because it's weird. It's weird on both sides. Right. For on anyone both to even sides. take a side, it's just a weird thing. Right. All it's right. polarizing, and it should be. It is yeah, polarizing. It's just, why it's why the, we do, you know? It's the Donald Trump of bodily functions. It's very polarizing. Okay. <laughs> So, do you remember what this week's theme was going to be? Sports. Sports. San Francisco sports. And do you know why? Because last week was Giants Fest. It was. It was last Saturday. We were not able to... We weren't able to do anything with it last week. I was supposed to go. I didn't go. PJ was there, but couldn't come in to give us a report. Uh, You didn't have any interest. But we did get something. What PJ did do was send us a text while she was there. So, the Fan Fest, when they were interviewing... Denard, Duffy, and Posey. I told her I texted her real quick. You know, see if you can ask a question. Mm-hmm. Tell them you're with. Tell them you're with. Loud, uh, SA, hi, this is SK PJ Morton. with SK Morton. Uh, that's right, exactly. She said you do don't you pay think me you're enough. You're cuter, or <laughs> <laughs> that's what it would be. She says you don't pay me enough to confront SFPD. So then she says, uh, first thing, the ballpark looks amazing. The weather was great. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Giants are determined to get another championship ring with this even year's pitching lineup. Awesome. Which they actually have a pretty good, you know, they're, they're, they're healthy now. Of course, everyone's healthy at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. But they got a good chance. I'd like to see that. That would be cool. If they could do four even years, that would be cool. Yeah. In which case, then we could, in the odd-numbered years, not even play the games. Right, exactly. She discovered the Fan Fest, the club level, is a better place to listen to interviews. Okay. Good to know. All right. Yeah, I, just, I don't know what I'm going to do with that information. She says the, the if you're going to get a hot dog, get it from seat A through exactly. six. Well, the acoustics are so much better in those seats. Sure. Uh, lastly, I wish I knew the, that the Gotham Club was offering tours yesterday. The good news is that I have a name of the rep who gives those tours. We'll have to schedule one. Okay. What's the Gotham Club? That Oh, yeah, see, I wish... We actually had two episodes in a row where we talked about the Gotham Club. It's an exclusive club in San Francisco. Ooh. And uh, it's, you know why it's named the Gotham Club is because when the Giants were in New York, their original name were the New York Gothams. I did not know that. And they won, it was like their first or second season in existence, they won the championship. And the owner called his boys Giants. He says, no one can beat these Giants. 
and they changed the name to the Giants. That's how the Giants got their name. Nice. So the Gotham Club is is a special club. There's a spot in the upper level with like a game room and video games and all sorts of stuff. And the door to get into it, it looks like a utility door. It's like you know high voltage written on the door or something like that. And but then the most of the club and the the bar and the restaurant is in the outfield. And in fact, you know where the scoreboard is. Mm-hmm. That's actually right behind that is the Gotham Club. So some members can actually change the when they're changing the scoreboard. The Gotham nice. members get to do that from time to time, and there's an outdoor part in there, and it's very cool. But it's uh, I can't remember now. I'd have to go back and listen to the episode. Yeah, how much it is, but it's there's you know there's the waiting list and the money. The only people, Giants and former Giants, are automatically part of the Gotham Club. So anyway, that was uh, what we had the Fan Fest. We don't have anybody else to talk about it, but we thought that would launch our sports talk. Yeah. So here we are with sports talk. Now there is one other thing we got to do before we delve too deeply. Okay. Which is a commercial for Bridal Fitness Coach. I would love to. Hi, this is Corey Dollar to your San Francisco Giants. I've seen a lot of heavy hitters in my time, but you'll never strike out if you go to Bridal Fitness Coach. <laughs> Let's face it, you've got lots of things to think about when you're planning on walking down the aisle. <laughs> How you look and feel on your special day shouldn't throw you a curveball. That's why you need Bridal Fitness Coach. (laughs) Owner trainer Tammy Fox knows you want to hit it out of the park when it comes to looking and feeling amazing on your big day. But she'll make it a double play by helping you make a commitment to your health and well-being for the rest of your life. With a Bridal Fitness Coach trainer by your side you won't have to worry about a swing and a miss when it comes to fitting into that special dress you'll be provided with a tailor-made fitness program that fits your goals time frame and budget like a catcher's glove that's been broken in using a lanolin-based cream which does not soak into the leather like oils do and tying it closed with string or large rubber bands after a ball has been put in the pocket webbing and then finally beating it with a mallet after pouring hot water on it and in it to make it form to the player's hand. For your convenience, you can be trained at a gym, your home, or even your office. And if that's too long of a line drive for you, you can also be trained over the internet using FaceTime. Remember, Bridal Fitness Coach trains the whole team. Brides, bridesmaids, and grooms too. And after a workout with Bridal Fitness Coach, you'll feel as good as a seventh inning stretch. So if you want to hit a home run, schedule a free consultation by going on to bridalfitnesscoach.com or call 415-317-6827. That's 415-317-6827. Bridal Fitness Coach, make a commitment. Baseball words. You hadn't heard that one before, had you? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty nice. <laughs> I like the way that I, I like the way he rolls his R's. <laughs> you know what you should do is listen. You might like it. It might you might find uh, it funny. You know, I don't know. <clears throat> you might think it's funny. Okay. So we talked a little bit about Fan Fest. I wish we could do more. That was our nod toward the Fan Fest episode for the for the year. Okay. Look forward to next year. It will be there. 
We'll yeah. be there and we'll be big time. Okay? Yeah, yeah, we are. I think I think like so. Peter Gabriel. I'm determined. Here's what it is: either we're going to do it there, a remote there, with the whole the thing around your neck with the lanyard, or get arrested for trying. <laughs> or you know, I might lose interest. Okay, <laughs> but there was another thing that happened. We have another connection to. I think I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to ourselves on this one. Last That's season, hardy. or was it this season? It was actually this season. It mm. was episode 24, I believe. Okay. Go ahead and search for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll give you a minute. Uh, you're not going to find it. I haven't put it up because it was a disaster. Oh, no. And it was not the fault of our guest at all. It was? It was my fault. It was completely my fault. I let things get way out of hand, and uh, it was just a, a horrible disaster. No one had any fun. Um <laughs> And but it was all based around our guest that night was Colin Dwyer. Ah, the the surfer. Not just the surfer. The surfer. The surfer. He is our man. He is Titan number sixteen. At least I don't know if they if they change the numbers each year, uh, but for the the uh, Titans of Mavericks. Okay. The biggest, hardest wave to surf in the world, mm-hmm. right here at our doorstep, which is over where uh, in Half Moon Bay. Okay. It was a secret spot for years, but the waves are so big that only the the absolute, not just the best surfers, but the guys in the best shape, because the way the reef is formed, when the wave comes down and crashes, it holds you down on the reef, holds you down at the bottom, and actually walks you back out again. So most of those guys hold their breath for about four minutes. They can hold oh their breath for four minutes. Gosh. Yeah. So it's not just being a good surfer. There's a lot oh more to it. Gosh. And we had Colin in here. And he was a great guy. I'm mean, really good sense of humor. Great. I feel horrible. I'm trying to get him back because he was so good and uh, we just kind of crapped on him, which might be why we haven't heard from him this week. But we? anyway, yeah, you mostly. is. Uh, anyway, Colin was uh, at the, this year, he was Titan number 16. Why he's called a Titan? They are invited to this uh, event, the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. by the original guys who found the place nice. and started right drive and so they, uh, they started scout the, the people and yeah exactly nice. and right. they have 22 titans that are invited to be a part of it and then they have a certain number of alternates and then a couple wild cards that can they have a contest before to see if they can get in on it um, but the guys who are who are regular mainstays are these titans they're called and he was number 16 this year and um, they had it. Now, the other thing with Mavericks is they don't have it every year because it depends on the waves. And they have to be on call from, like, November to March. Hmm. And, any you know, if the guys will call them and say, yeah, uh, we're doing it this weekend. Get here. Oh, so it's not even like a set weekend. No, night. no, because they have wow. to see if the sets are going to be right. And so the, the Titans of Mavericks website actually has it color-coded to let you know how what the chance there is there going to be of, of an event. And they do the whole event – it's 24 competitors, the whole event in one day, and Colin was in heat number one. He had a bit of bad luck in that. With it, I was, I watched the whole thing. You can watch it at Titans of Maverick. It's a seven-hour show. Wow. Yeah, seven hours long. But um, they were explaining what it is: is you sit in what they call the bowl, and you're essentially waiting for these giant waves. I mean, 30 foot and t- bigger waves to come crash on you. Right. And so they're all sitting there, and then they, you know, start paddling the minute the thing comes, and it'll pick them up. And most of the time, they'll just, you know, they don't have enough speed on their paddling, so they just let the wave throw them over, and they call it what's going over the falls. They Whoa, fall back on the backside of the gosh. thing. Gosh. 
but the ones who are, who have paddled fast enough can get it. And there was a couple cases where both Colin and the other competitors both got the wave, but the other guy had the had the lane, the the, the right lane for it. So Colin would have to bow out. Mm-hmm. So he didn't like you know wipe out or anything. He would just see that the other guy had the lane, and he would you know go over the edge of it and uh, surf out of it. Um, so that's where he didn't score as high as some of the other guys because they were they were just better positioned. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also on the Facebook. I don't know if you if you've seen. We have a picture of him where he did have to bail once, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's jumping off the board. And he looks like he's about 20, 30 feet in the air. And he's, he's, and he's got to go down. And he know, you know what's going to be going through his head is, when I hit this water, I'm now going to be smushed up against the floor of the ocean for four minutes and pop out the backside. But anyway, we're very proud of him. He, we, there's On the, the video, there's uh, quite a few. or he, he got several runs. They looked really cool. There was one where he, like, he got air nice. uh, on and, and came down. And So I took a bunch of screenshots. I'll put some of his pictures up. Cool. Uh, on the, for the show notes, uh, he was we wasn't able to get a hold of him this week, but he just finished up, and I think possibly he and his girlfriend had left town after the Mavericks because they, you know, their life is kind of on hold, waiting for the, the right, thing right, to start. Right, right. So I'll keep trying to get a hold of him, and because uh, we got to get him on so the listeners can hear him, he's really funny, really cool, and a fantastic surfer. Cool. So uh, we we all want to give a round of congratulations Yay. to uh, Colin Dwyer. He's our man, and uh, the throng will all continue to support him. Okay, that's the good stuff. Now we have the other stuff. We haven't really talked about it since it's been over. Super Bowl City. Oh, that is the other stuff. Now, <laughs> I, I might just I might just say Super Bowl City and let you talk. No, I don't have very much. I don't have too much. Uh-huh. I have a little bit. Okay. Do you want me to start talking? About I would it? love to hear what you have okay, to say about so, Super Bowl City. Right. Um, there's not much. There really isn't much because I, I was I was working down there at, at a restaurant. I won't tell you which one because I don't want all the fans to come and bother me. Um, really? But, I mean, this won't be on there, but how come you don't want to give the name? No, no, no. I'll give you the name. A, oh. a ramen bar. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying I was trying to make believe that I, you know. I have some friends who heard about ramen bar. They were all excited to go. Yeah. I but then they went in and the lady was like mean to her. Oh. Well, I'm sorry. Anyway, go ahead. Do say. I, I must have had an off day. <laughs> Um, no, so I, I got to work there, but I got to work at a special event for the ramen bar where they put up a pop-up tent, and think about the money that this is taking in, right? This is a ramen bar, a hoity, you know, not hoity-toity, but it's like, you know, $14, $18. This is a for business noodles, person's lunch. That normally go for 49 cents That's what store, I'm saying. Right? So 15 cents, you know, this is some, like, techies and, and startup people's money, you know, look at how much money I have to spend on lunch, you know, $4 bottle of Fiji water and blah, 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 right? So for a week, this is rented out to a different company. Not just are they paying for the fact that we're going to be losing money, but they're also paying for all of the people who work there. I mean, like, think about the amount of money that it takes just to have us all work there, put up this pop-up tent, you know, go through a company for that, go through a company for hiring the, the singers, go through a company... So there was an artist there, Michelle Branch or whatever. And I mean, or whatever. Um, not that she's going to hear any of this, but she is oh, really she's a pretty big fan, awful. Man. She's really just not a good songwriter. And yeah. it's really not okay that she was exalted the way she was. Um, Michael Minna. So he gets up and he's like talking about this thing at the the little event, you know, and he's introducing Michelle Branch as someone who's super talented. I don't know if you've ever heard Michelle Branch. I've heard the that one, name. She's yeah, not Cliff she's, Branch's daughter, right? I have no idea what you're talking okay, about. Okay, now uh, back but to no, sports. She, but she's just not very good. Anyway, bottom line is, is there's a lot of money spent and a lot of just... The whole week, it and maybe it does. It, maybe it's not reflective of a lot of different people's experience with Super Bowl City or the people who put it on or whatever. But my experience was, 
there was a lot of people who just came like, hi, I'm an important white person. Hi, I'm, I'm an important white person too. <laughs> and I and there was a lot of schmoozery and there was a lot of weird schmoozery. feeling. Now, were they wearing their schnoozles? They were wearing their schnoozles okay. when yeah. they did schmoozery. And, they, and, I, and I don't, it just felt weird. And the people were mostly nice. You know, they yeah. treated us lowly, you know, whatever. I didn't feel like, oh, peasant. I didn't too much. But there was just a lot of weird yeah. feeling. You you might want to get that just right off the. What is that up on your shoulder there? What, uh, oh, it's a chip. Uh, oh, I got uh, you. Uh, okay. <laughs> I do have it. No, I do. I, I you know I, like I said I'm trying to pepper in the fact that I'm a I'm kind of a loser. I'm I'm aware of the fact that I'm a loser. You're like, not and, a loser. And a lot of it is is just no you know, jealousy. No one thinks you're a loser too. that you're aware of. And and you know but I I just it just kind of felt like uh, there was a little bit of a uh, little bit of I have no opinion about the homeless, blah blah blah, Edleyness. Right, I have yeah. no opinion, and I have no, you know, it just um... taking a hard tack on the no opinion of homeless. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I think it is because a lot of people are like, "Oh, screw Edley!" I don't have, I didn't really hear what he said or what happened. Blah blah. All I know is my experience was there was a lot of schmoozery yeah. and a lot of. Ugh. Just as a side point, and I'll return to what you cook. Um, the problem is Ed Lee was somehow able to get rid of homeless people for 14 days and then they came back with a vengeance. But and see, that's what people are like, well, if you could get rid of him for 14, well, if you could, you know. I don't think he I did. Know, he sw- I know. He saw and spot, hung yeah. out with, I mean, I'm, I'm, I know a lot of homeless and people. And you're not far from being homeless yourself. No. So, yeah, you know, I, I, but, but I'm saying I, I didn't, I saw homeless people. I don't know what they're talking about. Well, then I you do don't go, if you don't, then you don't about. go down there enough to see what it normally looks like. That whole block of area is yeah. not usually fettered with a ton of homeless people. Are you talking about Market Street? Yeah, I'm not, no, no, no. Market and and um, east of Fourth. Yes, well, not a ton. You, you know what? You're right. To the you're mall right. and up the, up in numbers, there are a ton. Yeah, Market and Fourth and going those east. Those did not change. They don't sleep there normally, but right. they do walk around and doing the crazy thing, which mm-hmm. is a whole other story. Because the fact of the matter is. I don't even know if I want to get onto this. Here's the thing: you don't see homeless families in San Francisco. No, and that's because there's so many programs that they're taking advantage of. The people that you see walking around yelling, you know, you know, Banny Hoser for the Greek gods or whatever they're yelling at the time, they're the people why, who either I don't know. Why isn't the that the title? <laughs> <laughs> they're either on drugs or they have. Severe mental problems or mm-hmm. both. Those are that's what you have there. Yeah. And the fact that they don't do anything to help those people, and somehow that means that they care about you know they're they're what's the word they, they're compassionate by doing nothing for those people and letting them walk around in urine and feces stained clothing is somehow better. Uh, I'm not, I'm going to cut that out. I don't even want to talk about that. I want to talk about the sports because that's what matters. Sports. <laughs> no, actually, you said you didn't know how other businesses. Uh, what their experience I, right, was. I don't know what those experiences was. All I know is I just had that schmoozery. Well, feeling. you know that the South Beach Mission Bay Business Association does know what the other businesses, how they were faring. Sure. Go ahead. They took a survey mm-hmm. and a statement was released a couple days ago saying that essentially the local businesses lost money on the deal. The NFL did fine, but the local businesses, here's what happened. Go ahead. Um, let's see. It's according to the survey... There were a handful of businesses that saw better than average business, but you know those would be the ones that would be tied in with Nike and, and that kind of or stuff. Or they were, or that they were rented. The yeah. ones, that, or like, they were the rented. Like the yeah. ramen bar, the Michael Miller, yeah. they were rented out. So yeah, that you, they, we made. I made Did more you? tips than normal. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. I need some money. But what happened was, it says, it says this. Imagine you learned for two weeks of the Super Bowl event. The committee before ramped up, according to blah blah blah. <laughs> Words have meaning. Know. 
the scared business. Okay, so here's what they did. They're saying two things happened. First of all, they took on temporary workers. They took on all of this extra mm-hmm, debt mm-hmm. to handle all of these other people, all the extra patronage that would be coming in, and it never materialized. Mm-hmm. Not only did it not materialize, but people were staying away from downtown. Right. So unless they were walking in to get their free beer and stare at the ESPN posters. Right. But it, to me, it did not look fun. I walked through no. to see if it would be cool for me to hand out flyers. <laughs> I was like, what would they do? If, you know? So I, I actually, yeah. Um, and I walked through. I was down there for maybe an hour, hour and a half. It didn't look fun at all. Mm-mm. But it was crowded. Outside was not as crowded. People were all going there. So the businesses all around who were convinced they were going to get mobbed and then hired all these extra people got no business. Mm-hmm. They said many of them were getting less than half the normal business. Their regular customers said they were staying away for those two weeks. Right. And they had more expenses now. Right. And they're upset because there was no compensation on the part of the NFL. The NFL didn't come in and and say, you know, they didn't do that thing that, you know, they did in Casino where, you know, Sharon Stone would get something and she'd put, give a little, little bit back. A little at the window, she collected some money and she'd give a little bit back to the guy. Or right. a thing where they, you know, smack you in the face, hey, he's a good kid, and put a little thing in the pocket. They didn't do anything. They just took, took, took. Mm. And a lot of the smaller businesses get left, not just holding the bill, but paying extra on it. So it turned out to not be a great deal. I was going to read more about it, but now that I'm talking about it out loud, it's just not that interesting. And we, we come off sounding a little whiny. I think it's all to the good. How so? I think it's, I think it's all to the good because maybe... Next time people who, you know, let that sort of thing happen will have enough pressure on them to either do differently next time or to be out of power. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I know. San Francisco's <laughs> corruption is so... Building. It'll just keep building and building and to the point where it's like with alcoholism. Like, you have to reach a bottom. I think humanity sometimes we got to, you know, All right. reach that bottom. Thank you. And that was an editorial from Raja Ghoul. I don't know who that is. That was the bad guy in the first Batman. Oh, okay. The one who wanted to exterminate and start start over, and they do it. It was, uh, what's everybody's his name? Liam Neeson. To, Liam Neeson. Everybody's wanting to. Humanity may need to reach a bottom. <laughs> Stepping stone for football talk. Oh, is that what that is? That was, that was. Okay. Um, but actually college football. And the big thing that we have every year is the big game. Cal and Stanford. Is that what the big is? You don't know anything about the big game. You don't no, know about the no. axe going back and forth and the whole thing. Cal and Stanford. That's wow. what I'm saying. I'm not the best help for the sports day. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, well we didn't really t- haven't really talked about sports. <laughs> really. I mean, what do you think? A 3-4 or 4-3 with the Raiders? I mean, they got linebackers are big and fast. Right. They could probably get away with the 4-3 this I year. I think a 4-3. Yeah. Okay. 4-3, 2-7, whatever it takes. Okay, well then let me fill you in, all okay. right? I'll look at you as if you're a member of the throng that I'm trying to okay. tell about San Francisco. Inform me. The big game is the game bef- between Cal and Stanford that up until 1900, it was it started in, when did it start? What year? Uh, 1892 was the first big game, and it was played from 92 to the year, the year 1900 on Thanksgiving Day in San Francisco. Okay, wow. And then right. they ch- they changed to, now it goes back and forth every other year to the schools. Personally, I think it would be cool to have the big game at a to have it in a neutral location yeah, 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 could yeah, be yeah. fun, like Santa Clara or or Giants, Keysar, or yeah, uh, well, yeah, down in uh, yeah, or maybe in different spots. I think it would be cool to do that, but they're not gonna. No. Um, in any case, that's when it started, and the, the biggest big game has what's known as the play. What's that? You've never heard of the play? Either, no. Huh? And what you were born in eighty six. Eighty six. Oh, so you weren't even alive when it happened. Okay. It was in eighty two. Now you got to watch it. 
I think I put a link on your script for that. When you get a chance, watch it. Okay. It is pretty cool. You've never heard of the Stanford band being on the field during a during a football game? No. Okay. This is what had happened. And this was the year John you know who John Elway is. Yeah. Okay. John Elway was playing for Stanford. It was his I think oh, it was wow. his senior year. And um they had the Cal was having was probably not going to get invited to a bowl game. Stanford was looking to get invited to a bowl game. And so it was a big deal for them. They really wanted to win. I think I can't remember who had the they have the trophy is a big axe. They hand back and forth. Elway brings him back in the fourth quarter. And mm. they go up, I think it was 20 to 19 or 20 to 14 or nice. maybe it was 20 to 18. He brings them back. There was only four seconds left. What? After they get a field goal and they go ahead. Everyone's talking about, oh, what a great game it was. It was a great day. And it was a really good. It was an exciting game. It would have been a good game whether what happened at the end happened or not. But John Elway has his, you know, drives the team down. So there's four seconds left in the game. Everybody's already writing them off to the point that the Stanford band is marching onto the field during the last play. Wow. And they proceed to lateral the ball five times. Now, laterals, you know. Yeah. Give, give it to that guy. I'm about to be tackled here. You take it. Now, you take it. And they lateral it all the way down and ran the ball all the way down to get a touchdown. And there was a guy who played the trombone. He got His trombone actually got smushed on it. Because imagine this. The, the players are running back and forth, and as they get to the end zone, it's all these red jackets on with the Stanford band. The guy just ran and jumped and smushed the guy. And Cal gets the touchdown. Stucky was the guy playing the call. He's like, oh, my God. Just, you can imagine it's right, 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 going right. crazy and everything. And there was some controversy that they thought one of the laterals may have been a forward pass. Um, and then another one was with Stanford band being on the field, that would be a defensive penalty. <laughs> and the, nice. and the defense can't the game can't end on a defensive penalty right but that but that's i hate it when that happens yeah. because that means that okay we would have they would have won anyway yeah. you know what i mean but now you have to go back and waste your four yes, seconds yeah so anyway it was that was it but the cow won and everyone it's there, they won the game and and uh yeah joe cap at the time was the coach i remember that but it was an incredible play mm-hmm. And that's what you always talk about. Well, the people, I guess, who follow, I guess, I've never really met anyone. Of course, you're not from here originally, no. and you weren't born when it happened. No. So, um, yeah, it was in 82. But when you get a chance, when you go home, click Look on it, it and just watch the okay. play. It was pretty cool to watch. Cool. Now, the reason why we bring that up is because that's the happy side of the big game. And that's what people talk about, and it goes, and sometimes they're duds and everything. But the usually very, it's, 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 it's not a mean-spirited... Right, right, and um, the and the, and the Stanford band is notorious. So they don't even have uniforms, or I don't know if they have them or not, but they don't wear them anymore. But what they don't talk about was prior to 1900. Actually, in the year 1900, the first game there had been an accident. They had been. It was. I don't know if it was at Keyser. No, it was down in the Mission. I can't remember the location, but they had to build new grandstands for the location because there were going to be so many people coming. Right. When those got filled, kids started climbing up on the roof. Ooh. And the contractor was there, the guy who had built it. And he's like, that, he's trying to get the kids off. He's like, it's not built for that. It's not going to handle it. And there was swaying mm. and dipping. And finally, there was like two minutes left in the game, and it finally collapsed. Oh. No one got hurt. Wow. Okay. It was this amazing thing, and Good. everyone talked about it. And, and in fact, the uh, Cal won the first game, and the coach of Cal, hmm. future president of the United States, Herbert, Ho- Herbert Hoover. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he made a ton of money because there were so many people came in they were paying in coins and things. They didn't have enough to hold them, and the bags full of coins were falling over. They say him and the other coach made like 
thirty thousand dollars in from the from the receipts of wow. the thing. Anyway, so that was a <coughs> they got away lucky on that one. No one got hurt. Mm-hmm. Nineteen hundred, the worst sporting catastrophe in the history of the United States, and no one ever talks about it, and no one knows about it. Wow. Similar thing. That's what I wanted to talk. Tell you this story. You want to hear a story? Sure. Okay. In 1900, it was going to be the last game they play here in San Francisco. There was 19,000 people came. It was in the in the Mission District. It was the largest attendance for a sporting event west of the Mississippi. It was at 16th and Folsom. Now, the other thing that was there was the bleachers were being built at the same time there was a new building going in next door. It was a glass factory. Okay. And they had the big furnaces going mm. all weekend long to start up business that next day or that, that next week. And they had the committee came over and said, hey, look, we're expecting a lot of people. Can you? It wasn't for safety reasons. They wanted to make sure that people didn't come in and say, hey, can we you know, pay you to come watch through your windows or any of that? We want to make sure. So they gave him some money. James Davis was his name. Okay. They said, yeah, make sure people come pay. You know, don't, don't give them free, free, free views from your building. Right. Well, what happened was, so he actually took some of that money and hired some like security guys to keep kids out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, the story is that the guy started taking taking bribes from the kids right. and other people. And not only did they come over to the building, they actually went up on the roof, Oof. which was designed with zero tolerable loads, you know, other than the roof itself. Right. And they had, I think they said there was like 300 people on that roof. Wow. Look, I have a picture. I'm going to post it. You can see a picture right here. That's where the building was in relation to the field, and that's the people on the roof. Hmm. Crazy. Now, you've got them on top of the roof of this factory. Inside are furnaces that are fired up. Right. The roof is dipping down between the tr- you know, the trusses and rafters, and they're squeaking and stuff. The game's going, and the roof collapsed. Jeez. At one point, everyone heard the, the, you know, the, the smashing. And everyone looked, but they didn't know what that what had happened because no one was paying attention. I'd say they were looking at the field. At one point, a guy on the field goes, "Oh, Stanford's trying to you know pull some sort of crap to get us to not pay attention." Right. So then all the attention went back to the game, and they kept playing. Right. Meanwhile, not only are they falling thirty feet, or was it fifty feet, or something like that, mm. they're falling onto furnaces, Jeez. hot furnaces. So they're breaking their bones and getting cooked. Wow. And when it was all said and done, about 23 people died. The vast majority of them were kids. Wow. Boys from like age 9 to age 15. Jeez. And uh, one of them actually, his last name was Valencia. Hmm. Grandson of the guy who Valencia Street is named after. Anyway, all this horrible stuff happened. It was never mentioned. It was in the papers, the San Francisco papers, because that next weekend... All day long were funerals for all these kids, right. but it wasn't mentioned in any of the papers in Berkeley. The, the The student papers didn't mention it. It was kind of mentioned in a poem at Stanford, one of their student newspapers, but it was vague and wasn't certainly wasn't like a you know this is a horrible tragedy thing happened. It was kind of a story that was yeah. woven into it where there was a character involved. Hmm. And if you go that you know to to Stanford and Cal websites and look up big game stuff, you won't find any mention of it. So it was, a, it was just a, a horrible, horrible San Francisco sports tragedy. Right. That I thought we would be have, interesting for some we reason. We should have it right. <laughs> just to end on a positive Exactly. Note. So anyway, I, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, this was not much of a sports no. sports episode. <laughs> but it was pretty good. Uh, 
uh, pretty I good other stuff. It. I had fun. So yeah, okay. So there's one last thing I just want to throw out there. Um, this will be the happy side of sports. Okay. In San Francisco at Golden Gate Park, there is a between Fulton Street and JFK Drive toward the west end of the park. There is what they call it. What do they call it? I call this it frolf. Golf? Frolf. Yeah. Frisbee golf. Frisbee golf. Yeah, that's way. Excuse me. It's way better. Yeah, and you and you can play it at night, and they got light up discs and things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I have a friend who's like super interested. Really? In that. Yes. Well, we're gonna. There's. A, I was talking with some people. We're gonna get a group of people to go play. Uh, play a round of frolf, and I'll, and I'll uh, report back on it because that's like probably the least dangerous sport it's you not can participate just the least in. dangerous sport it's the perfect sport for large lazy men oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no this is really important that i throw the disc and slowly walk towards it like you know well i just figure because we were talking about you know the mavericks waves hold you under mm-hmm. and you gotta hold your breath for four minutes football is a very you know we got kids being killed and cooked alive right um and then we've got you know businesses not being able to make a living with the super bowl and things let's have something happy let's play froth Let's play Froth. What a wonderful sports episode. (laughs) I left my heart in San Francisco. Okay, so, well, we'll let the throng decide whether this one was enjoyable or not. Okay. <laughs> but thank you for coming in. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, hey, why don't we do this? You have a big deal coming up March 4th. Yeah, Tell March, us about it. March 4th, I have an album release party with me and a hip-hopper named One Word. That's O-N-E-W-E-R-D. And I are releasing an album, the first album of ours. And uh, it's going to be at the Milk Bar in The Hate, starting at about 8 p.m., it's going to go all night, and it's not just going to be hip-hop. There's going to be three bands, one of them being the Lizzie Carr Lizzie Band, Car Band yeah. having their big return show. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I wonder if there'll be free ice cream. There'll be Air quotes. And froth. Okay, so thank you, and, and thanks for being a part of this. Thank Pete. you for having me. But we also want to thank the listeners, and, you know, we are up on Stitcher, not quite iTunes yet, but Stitcher and the website, so please tell everybody about it. We're yeah. trying to build Spread this thing around. up. Yeah. So send emails. We used to enjoy getting your emails back at a time. Podcast at gmail. And then remember, tell everyone about the show. Tell them about the tour. The website is skmorton.com. Listen and now subscribe. Remember the Amazon button. And you should all be ashamed of yourselves. San Francisco Your golden sun Thank you. If you don't mind, I'd like to do it again. What we have here is failure to communicate. The river is like, like a dragon. Red leather, yellow leather. Type in old man's end. That's a butt long dragon. I'm very ambiguous about the pee hole. Dips will have bathroom attendants awesome. and they will be armed. To hand out mints and justice. Yeah. That's the next thing is open air minutia hole. How did you know about John at the steak bar? Don't worry about it. All right. That could be taken a bunch of ways and none of them funny. We've done a good thing today. Panty hoser for the Greek gods.